I have a message this morning I want to preach concerning Christmas, concerning the birth of Christ. And if you've been here the last couple of weeks, you know that we've talked about proving that Jesus is the Christ, looking at his deity. Two weeks ago, we preached a message about knowing that Jesus is the Christ based on the prophecies that he fulfilled through his life and the prophecies yet to be fulfilled because his life's not done yet. Last week, we talked about seeing that Jesus is the Christ based on his names as he's called in scripture. And today, I want to look a little different at Jesus Christ for just a moment. And maybe something you've never thought about before, something you've never looked at before, but I'd like to prove that Jesus the Christ through his mother, Mary. Now you might say, well, that sounds a little Catholic. Forget that. We're looking at this from Scripture. Scripture. And what Mary had to say about her son. Mary, what an amazing person she was. And I hope to show you some things about her through this message this morning. Do you realize, have you ever thought for a minute what Christmas would be without Mary? There wouldn't be one. Mary had a unique relationship with Christ. So, well, yeah, dummy, she was his mother. <laughs> it's so much deeper than that. Let's think about it. She was there when he was born. She was there as God dealt with him. And as he directed through his life, she began to see all these things happen through his ministry. She was there when, and she saw so many things. She saw the first miracle that he ever performed. She was also there at his crucifixion. But you know what's neat? She was there after the resurrection. So let's look at Mary for a little bit, shall we? I have a lot of scripture to read this morning, so just bear with me, all right? I won't ask you to stand. We're just going to read a lot of scripture. In Luke chapter 2, verse 51, the Bible says this, And he, that being Jesus, went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them, that be Joseph and Mary. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. You know, as a mother... Ladies keep things about their children in their heart differently than dads do. We love our kids, but there's something special how a mother looks at her children. And I've often thought about how Mary looked at Jesus, how Mary would have thought about him, how she would have felt about it, how she would have been, how can you say, protective? I mean, a parent wants to be protective of their child as much as they can be. But the, this, this verse strikes that Mary kept all these sayings in her heart. What sayings? What sayings did Mary keep in her heart? Let's look at the sayings of Gabriel. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, the Bible says this, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled, at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And, in, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. When Mary heard this from Gabriel, 
it's estimated that she was somewhere between the age of 12 to 10 years old. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but what a young age for God to call upon someone to do something so miraculous. But yet to make such a spiritual statement at the end of Gabriel's statement, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. But Mary kept these sayings. We see the sayings of Gabriel, but now let's look at the sayings of Elizabeth. Luke 1, 39 through 45. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth had heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. But Mary kept all these saying in her heart. In Luke chapter 2, verse 15 through 19, the shepherds came, and this is what happened. In Luke 2, 15 through 19, it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered. Then later on, after uh, the eight days were fulfilled, Mary and Joseph went to the, to the temple or to uh, the synagogue, shall we say, to make an offering according to the Old Testament. And they met a man there by the name of Simeon. And Simeon had some things to say. In Luke 2, 25 through 35, the Bible says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. But Mary kept all these saying in her heart. As we continue to read through Scripture, we find that later on, Mary and Joseph and their children went to the feast of the Passover in Jerusalem. And as they were heading home, they were a day's journey out of Jerusalem. And this is when Jesus was 12 years old. They said, where is that boy? And they looked all through those traveling with them, and guess who they could not find? So they turned around, went back, another day's journey back to town. Now, by this time, two days had passed. And according to the Scripture, they looked for three days before they found him. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but when our son Adam was a little fella, he disappeared for a little while. And Jerry and I were a little frantic. 
till we found him. And what the little booger had done, I had gone to church to work, and he wanted to go with me and was afraid to ask, so he stowed away in the back of the van. And I get a call from his mother, is Adam with you? Adam's not with me. She is beside herself. Now, I don't know how you would feel, but five days had passed. And I can only imagine how frantic Mary and Joseph must have been looking for this boy. And we see in this passage how frantic they really were. In Luke 2, 48-50, the Bible says, And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Now, I'm going to read it the way we would normally read it, and then I'm going to read it the way I think Mary said it. Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. I don't think Mary said it that way. I think she said it more like, Son, why hast thou dealt with us this way? Thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. He said, how is You know, I don't know, if I as a 12-year-old boy had said something like that back to my mama, I would talk like this. Am I right? How is it that ye sought me? Wist not that I must be about my father's. Now listen to this next. And they understood not the same he spoke of. Mary had heard all these things. But here we are 12 years later into the life of Christ. You all see what I'm saying? And she still, there's this doubt. There's this thing hovering in her head. Like, is this really happening? Is this really here? But let's go forward 18 years to the first miracle that Jesus at the wedding in Cana. In John chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Now notice what Mary does. His mother saith unto the servant, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. No doubt, no hesitation, complete confidence. Whatsoever he says to, saith unto you, what? Do it, do it. And if my calculations are correct, based on how many water bottles they filled and how big they were, it comes out to about 160 gallons of water. I mean, this wasn't just a couple, two liters. 160 gallons of water. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two to three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water parts with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servant which drew the water, can you imagine how he must have felt? <laughs> the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. And saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. The beginning of miracles did Jesus and Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. And after this he went down to Capernaum. He and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there, not many, but Mary kept all these sayings. Are you beginning to see something? In the life of Mary. Here we are 30 years into the life of Christ. And where is Mary? She's still right there. As Jesus' ministry continued, she sees so many things. Did you know when Jesus was first rejected as the Christ, as the Messiah, first took place? Does anybody know where? Nazareth, their hometown. Mary saw them first reject her son in their own hometown. 
But I believe that she saw so many other things. She saw the healing that he performed. She saw the feeding of the 5,000. But she also witnessed the rejection, the denials, and the plots to do away with. But Mary kept all these saying in her heart. In Matthew 12, the Pharisees asked Jesus for a sign. And his answer is significant, for he says this, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but there shall no sign be given it, given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, shows how the Son of Man be three days and three nights. You say, why is that significant? Mary and the brothers of Christ were standing right outside the door when he said it. And I believe that they heard it. But Mary kept all these saying in her heart. It would almost seem Mary was present throughout all these ministries. And now we see her present at his crucifixion. The prophecy of Simeon is coming true. Where he said, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. John 19. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother... And the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to his disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. From everything I've read to you thus far, and I've said it over and over and over again, Mary kept what? All these sayings where? In her heart. She knew, she knew that her firstborn son was whom? Jesus, the Christ the Savior, the Messiah. She had seen it proven over and over and over and over and over and over again. Whatsoever he saith unto thee, do it. And now he hangs on the cross of Calvary. But what had she heard? As Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth. And I believe that Mary knew. Mary knew. It wasn't over. You say, why? Because she had kept all these things in her heart. She knew that it wasn't over because she kept all these things in her heart. For Gabriel had said, He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. She had kept that saying within her heart. She had kept the saying of Elizabeth in her heart. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And the shepherds had told all the things that they had seen of the angel. And Simeon had said this, then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes hath seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared for the face of all people, and a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people. She kept all these things within her heart. She understood the gifts of the wise men, the gift of gold being a reference to his kingship, the gift of frankincense being a reference to his priesthood, and the gift of myrrh being a reference to his death. She kept all these things within her heart. Mary knew who this was and who he was ordained to, and that some of the things spoken of him had yet to be fulfilled. And she kept all these things in her heart. And after the resurrection, guess who's still there? For in Acts chapter 1, we see this. 
And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which your father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have also seen him go into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem, from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of and with his Mary kept all these things. She held true to the end, knowing, knowing that this baby that's born to her, the Messiah, the Savior, the heir to the kingdom of the throne of David, the one who would be a light to the Gentiles, the one who would change lives in Israel. Do you all see why Mary was? Now, let me say this, but there was a 12. They didn't. Understand. You see, folks, what I'm trying to say is this. We listen to preaching. We read scripture. We sing hymns and praises, spiritual song. We rejoice. We worship. And you know what we need to do? Keep all these things in our heart. And the older we get and the closer we get to glory, guess what will happen? The more we'll understand, the more we'll see that Jesus is our Savior. He is our Messiah. He is the Christ. He is our God. And to his kingdom, there will be no end. So each and every time that we as Christians celebrate Christ, we should realize by looking at the things that were done, the miracle that happened through his life, he is God with no doubt, with no hesitation. I was saved when I was nine years old. And I can honestly tell you that as a nine-year-old boy, you realize that someday you realize hell's a real place. You realize that people really go there. But at nine years old, it's hard to comprehend, you know, that it really happened or could really happen to you. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, when you're a child, you don't think about death. As a teenager, you're 10 feet tall and bulletproof. You don't think about death. Am I right? But the older we get, what happens? The more we realize that he's sneaking up on us and he's coming to get I like what my wife said about dying. She said, people have been doing it successfully. It's true. Let's just be honest. It's true. But here I am now at 60 years old. And you know what I realized? From all that time, I've hit all these things in my heart. And he's more real to me now than he's ever been. Just as Mary went through her life and watched the life of Christ, he became more real each and kind of a different message. But do you understand what I'm trying to say? Is that we can learn from Mary and take all the things and put them in. To me, that's what you talk about. It. The Father gave us the devolve in his Son. And through the ministry, the work, and the life of Christ, we have redemption. That if we'll ask Christ to forgive us of our sin and to be our Lord and our Savior, he will come into your heart. He will change your life. He will redeem your soul and make you and give you a home in heaven for all. That's a gift you cannot afford. So the invitation this morning is very simple. Christian, would you come and say this? God, allow me to keep all these sayings. Allow me the opportunity to show others hope.
that those sayings give me as I carry them. If you do not know Christ, the invitation for you is this. It's time for you to realize who Christ is. It's time for you to build that personal relationship with Christ today. To begin that relationship today. To acknowledge and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And because of my sin, I deserve to go to hell. And say, God, I don't want to go. But Lord, I accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and my life. And to make me that new creature. This is our Christmas. Patty, would you go ahead and begin to play if you will. And let's all stand for just a moment. But Christian, have you forgotten the things that you've learned of Christ? Can I tell you it happened? But we need to keep those things where? In our heart. Are you here today and you don't know Christ? I want you to come and take this preacher by the hand and say, Pastor, I don't know Christ. But today I would like to be introduced.